1: It's just be, you just wanna get off, and you think about it every night for months like the ringing in your ears, it just won't shut. One day it would even out, but it just gets loud when you settle down. What do you do when the whole world spins and nobody tells you what to do with it? And you're hitting your head with your tired fist and you pray one day you'll grow up.
2: 101.5 UMFM, this is Thank God, It's Free Range, the Friday edition of Free Range Radio. I'm Michael Loves, and kicking things off for us tonight, Winnipeg's own Taylor Jansen, with the title track to her album, I Live in Patterns. That's out today on Arts and Crafts, and she is celebrating the release at the Goodwill tonight, show brought to you by Real Love. We spoke to her a few weeks ago here on this show and uh, excited for the release of that album. Another album that just came out that uh, I'm excited to... Uh, play for you, we're going to play you something from Tinge. This is new on Winnipeg's own House of Wonders. Uh, it's a track called Big Crush. Keep it locked here on 101.5 UMFM.
0: Your electric stash shakes the skin rifle
2: Back here on Thank God It's Free Range, the Friday edition of Free Range Radio, right before the break from her album, Alone With The Sound The Mind Makes, that's Kulazanka with Slapstick, one of my favorites off of that record. Uh, then one of my favorite artists, Gabrielle Schonk's new record's called Across The Room, uh, just came out. I heard We played Reminds Me Of You. Desiree Dorian with the title track to her album, That's How I Know. Uh, Winnipeg's Shea Wolf with Deeper, she is releasing that EP next Wednesday, March 8th, at The Handsome Daughter. If uh, so you like what you heard from her, uh, get some tickets. You can go to umfm.com and our event page. Uh, we had Jenny O with Prism off her new album Spectra and U.S. Girls with Futures Bet from Bless This Mess and started things off with Tinge, new local artist on House of Wonders. Uh, before we get to an interview I did with Andy Shelf, who's coming to town this month, Uh, I'm going to play you something new from Lucero. They just released Should Have Learned by now about a week ago. We're going to play Raining for Weeks. Uh, We'll get to that point where it's been raining for weeks, but for now, a nice, sunshiny day today. Uh, This is Lucero here on 101.5 UMFM. (laughs) ¶¶ All right, well, his new album is called Norm. It's out through Arts and Crafts, and he is bringing it to the Burt on March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Andy Schauf joins me. Welcome to the show.
3: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
2: Very happy to have you on here to talk about this record. Now, I, I got to ask, like, do you ever write a song that's just a song that's not, like, linked to other songs? Because, like, every every record, these last few records, has been these, these concept pieces, these you know, larger stories, do you, do you write them individually and then kind of piece together what the larger story is? Or are you writing songs kind of with the thought to them ending up as part of a a larger whole?
3: Yeah, that's, well, on this record, I did kind of that where I started out writing this record, not thinking that I was going to make a concept record. So I was writing songs that weren't linked. And at a certain point, I, well, I was, I was writing, I was writing them so that they weren't linked, but I kind of had this theme in mind of a character of Norm. And it came out of one song and I kind of kept, writing about it in a in a certain way and then when i had all the songs written i linked them all together by changing lyrics here and there okay but in the past with with albums like neon skyline i was writing the story kind of song by song and i would i would know what happened and then I would try to write for something else to happen. You know, I had the characters, I had the the setting, and I was trying to write the plot as I went, like, song by song. And it really didn't work out. And so I kind of wanted to abandon that idea of, like, a linear story or a concept record altogether uh, when I was writing this record. And But then I got to the point where the songs were sort of linked, and I realized that I could just change them and alter details and kind of refine it into a, a single working piece.
2: So why do you say Neon Skyline didn't really work?
3: Um, I mean, it was just such an inefficient process where, you know, I think I wrote like 40 or 50 songs for that record, and there were songs that I really liked that didn't make the cut, which is why I, I released the the record Wilds is kind of some of those songs. But in you know with the skyline, it was like if I, if I wrote a new song or if I hit a dead end with the song, I had to cut that song or I had to cut another song to get my new song that I, I liked the way that it took the story. I had to cut other songs to get that song included. Oh. It was just a really inefficient process and it ended up with me having an album where the story kind of went from point A to point B, but I missed out on a lot of like musical freedom, I guess.
2: Hmm. So yeah. so so this time around you gave yourself that musical freedom you didn't have and then reverse engineered things to kind of make them fit a narrative afterwards
3: yeah and I think it's I mean it benefited me musically for sure because I was I was happy with all the music right away and then I made it so that I was happy with the lyrics but I think that it it benefited the story as well in that I didn't it, it isn't just a point A to point B it's kind of it's a little bit more open and there's a little bit more mystery to it than there is with the skyline where you kind of know exactly what happens on that record but i think with norm there's a little bit of maybe detective work that you're gonna have to do and i i think i like that way a little bit
2: better to be more kind of elliptical and less straightforward and let the audience kind of infer things
3: yeah because you know with And this is kind of what I always struggle with in writing these story songs, is like how active should a listener really have to be? So I think with the Skyline, if you're tuning in and out of the song, it's so, there's so many lyrics that are guiding you and so many verses in those songs where it's heavily worded And if you tune back in in the third verse you're going to be like i have no idea what's happening right now and maybe in this record you'll have the same feeling but i think you might have it might be a little bit more similar to a a normal song where you're not really like trying to follow along and something hits you in a way that you can kind of just apply to yourself and maybe you don't realize the intensity of the story and you just take one line for for what it seems to you to be, if that makes sense.
2: Are you yourself an active listener when it comes to other people's music? Like, are you listening to lyrics to kind of discern what story they're telling? Or do you find yourself sometimes (laughs) kind of like getting zoned out a bit?
3: I zone out. I mean, I'm, I'm a really bad listener with music lyrics. I'm always, I'm a really bad reader as well. Like I just get distracted. I'll, something will make me think of something else. And then I'm, you know, reading paragraphs in my head, thinking about what that thing reminded me of or whatever. And then I have to go back and I I do try to be, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to figure out what, what a song is about, I have to listen to it like three times and I need to be focused on every word. And so, yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of, uh, Unreasonable expectations for my listeners, I guess.
2: Is that like a conscious effort on your part, or is that just kind of the thought you put into your songs is is the, the focused version of you as, you know, you're not you're meandering, and so you, you just can't do it any other way?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's just the challenge of it. I, I'm kind of a perfectionist and... I like to be able to be intentional with all the details and you know, lyrics are something that have always, since I've started writing songs, they've always been a little bit strange to me because you can write a song about anything. And a lot of the songs that you listen to are kind of a general, you know, you can sum them, sum them up in one line and it's coming at that idea from different angles, maybe, or, I don't know. But for me, in writing those songs, I always have felt like it's kind of a waste of an opportunity where, you know, you could really utilize the the whole song to tell. And in my case, I've done it with storytelling. But yeah, I just think it's my tendency to be really intentional and to really try to refine things and get it to a point where it's—I don't know—like a start to finish, every single detail has been th- has been planned or thought of.
2: You mentioned being a reader. Are you a reader of short stories, poetry? Like, like, do you find particular forms then inform you as a, as a writer?
3: Um. Yeah, I I read a lot of short stories. Um, I try to I try to pick up on what the writers are doing, like their tricks and stuff. You know. Um, yeah, I think that reading short stories for me has kind of showed me just how you can. You know how you can craft a story when you can't show all the details honestly i probably don't read a lot of novels because it's hard to commit to a novel and i my attention span is horrible mm. so maybe that's why i commit to the short stories but i mean there's something with short stories where you're only shown the story You know, you show you are showed the details that matter to the story. And that's kind of what I've taken into songwriting, where you don't have to know everything about this person's life to know the situation that you put them into. It's like, uh, yeah, you, you show the details that are necessary. And when you read a really good short story you are reading only the most necessary details and if there's something that's in a short story that is unnecessary that's just an inefficient short story so Mm -hmm. you know those kind of rules taking that into songwriting and songwriting it's it's even worse because you only have like you know you probably have under a hundred words to do i don't know what the word count of a song is but it's not very many so right you really have to be economic and yeah yeah so reading those short stories where you know in two pages someone's changed it's it's just interesting for me to you know it can be a very full experience in a very short amount of words
2: would you look at you know each song on a record like norm as like its own short story And then collectively they tell, tell a larger story, even if it's not, you know, like one to one narrative through line, like A to B to C, or, or -hmm. do you think of the album norm as a short story in which there's kind of like episodic portions?
3: Yeah. I mean, I guess I think of, I think of, it's the thing with, with concept records that I've, Found to be a challenge is that you have to be able to take each song out of context. So I do picture them as short stories, but I think they're probably not all working in that way because it's really hard to make it like that would be like the ultimate concept record where you could listen to each song and. They appear as a short story, but yeah, I guess I I, I see Norm as kind of a short story as a, as a whole. But I am am hoping that the songs themselves stand as short stories to some extent. I guess some are just anecdotes. Mm. They're mostly just anecdotes, maybe <laughs> that work together.
2: You mentioned you had like kind of the picture of Norm in your head. Like, when did that come? your head and like how how did you envision norm like what was what was the process that led you to this character and then deciding that this is kind of the the person whose story ultimately is kind of being conveyed in this record
3: yeah well it was early on i had the idea initially to call the album norm because i was just going to make it a normal record like no concept unrelated songs maybe they're still stories but they're just not in an overarching concept and i wrote the song telephone pretty early in the batch of songs and it's a song about well the first verse shows this the narrator is really longing to talk on the telephone and it's like a really romantic sounding sweet song and then the second verse i shifted you shift you don't shift perspective, it's the same perspective, but it shifts so that you see that the narrator is calling on the telephone, but he's watching through a window for the person to answer the phone. And that idea just kind of stuck in my head, like, oh, this could be Norm, and Norm is a creepy dude. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just kept, I kept writing, Songs that were generally about this person,
2: and yeah, the the music itself kind of plays in opposition, or at least like a juxtaposition to the the lyrics and the this you know creepy dude tale. W- was that a conscientious thing? Like w- like was it purposeful to make this pretty so that it like is jarring, or that it's mm-hmm. easier to tell like a dark tale with like a little bit of levity or or beauty?
3: Yeah, I think it's, the purpose was, you know, if you listen to the song or the record start to finish and you're thinking about this character of Norm, or if you're not, I guess, if if it's your first listen, you're gonna get this, you're gonna get the introduction very gradually where um, it takes a few songs for the really creepy details to become apparent. At first, you might think this guy should probably just not be, you know, he's, he's pining a little bit too hard. But the music in the same way is very sweet at first. It's really gentle. Um, and by the second half, there's a little bit more dissonance. There's a little bit more tension. And eventually, the first song kind of turns into the very last song where it's the same refrain, the same kind of chordal structure, but it's kind of just turned on its side where it's like you've gone from a very sweet perspective, this nice introduction to a not a great character of Norm. And it goes to the end where things are definitely going wrong and you're wondering what happened to the sweetness.
2: Is the thought of bookending it like that to kind of send the listener back to the beginning to reassess things?
3: Yeah, kind of. I mean, the first song is from the perspective of the the God of the universe of Norm, and he's, he's kind of just giving you his... You know, it's him and Jesus talking about this thing they've created and what the terms are going to be, and the term is... You know, if you recognize God's love, then you're in God's good good books. And by the end of the record, you've seen three different perspectives. You've seen God, you've seen Norm, and there's a third character who comes into play, or a third perspective that comes into play. And at the end of the record, it's kind of just the summary of those three perspectives asking the same question whether their love is wasted on on you. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, Before I let you go, Andy, I want to get you to pick a track off of the record. I know we've kind of talked about it in its entirety, but uh, to get you to pick one song that you want listeners to hear, and if you have a reason why you're picking that song or an anecdote about it, I'd love to hear that.
3: Yeah, let's say uh, the song Norm. And, you know, it's kind of just a dreamy song. It took me like... It took me like a week to be able to play this piano part just for a for a non, non-storyline story. I am not very good at piano and I just really committed to learning this melody and being able to play it and it was uh it was very difficult but I I'm really happy with how the song turned out.
2: Did you initially write it on the guitar and then try to transpose to the piano? Or did you just purposely say, I wanna write a song on piano and and sit down and struggle with it?
3: Yeah, it was, I was hearing the melody um, and I just couldn't, it took me like a week to get my hands to be able to move all at the same time, playing the melody and playing the bass line and playing the chords and so yeah, it was just—it uh, was all on piano. It just—it took a long time to get my body to to be able to to do it.
2: <laughs> sure enough. Well, we'll give that one a listen. Uh, March seventeenth, St. Patrick's Day at the Burton Cummings Theater. Andy shelf thanks very much for taking some time and safe travels on the, on this uh, upcoming tour.
3: Yeah, thank you. Nice to talk to you.
2: here on Thank God It's Free Range, the Friday edition of Free Range Radio. Right before the break, a new single from Bobby Bazzini. It's called Pearl from a forthcoming record. Before that, Andy Schauf, the title track from his new record, Norm. My thanks to Andy for making some time to talk. He is at the Burt on March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, and uh, tickets are available if you follow the umfm.com link for the show page. You can get them there. Uh, We're going to shift some uh, sonic terrain over the next little half hours we head towards after eight radio uh we're gonna start with some some jazz and some r&b and soul we got a new one from lonnie liston smith uh this is from the jazz is dead series that adrian young and ali Shahid muhammad have been putting together uh one of the forthcoming entries in that series uh featuring lauren odin this is love brings happiness we got arlo parks after that keep it locked here on 101.5 umfm <laughs>
4: In the past I was left for dead They were wiping out the path I was yet to tread If I'm in beef don't worry your little precious head And if you request backup I have to decline No one had my back it would shatter your spine I don't have a lie I ain't grabbing a pine. Staying sober so I keep track of my lies Here's a wire tap to the back of my mind I just mind the gap when the panic arrives Avoid matters if they don't matter to mind Cry. Why is this all you know? with pride, I've tragic goodbyes. If I don't feel alive, I don't give a damn if he dies. In fact, looking into his eyes for vanishing light. Oh, that's kinda dark. Why, why is this all you know? Laugh for trauma, laugh for trauma. Part personality, part disorder. Too much time out in the darkest corner. That's all I thought of. Why is this all you know? I'm